Amen. If you would, turn your Bibles to John chapter 18. That was wonderfully done. Thank you, Miss Heather, for that special. Uh, John chapter 18. I'd be praying for me this morning as I uh, preach the Word of God, uh, just fighting some battles uh, internally. Uh, so if you could, as you listen, I'll also be praying. Uh, pray for our pastor also. Uh, but John chapter 18, uh, one of my favorite chapters uh, in the New Testament, uh, a chapter of uh, betrayal. Uh, this is when the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be betrayed uh, by Judas. He's going to be betrayed with a kiss. In uh, Matthew chapter 18, uh, they're going to come to him uh, with a band of men. Uh, the band of men in the Bible means about 500, 600 men are going to take Jesus Christ and they're going to have weapons and lanterns and and. Uh, They're going to take him. Judas betrays him with a kiss. Uh, If you look over here in John chapter 18, the beginning of the passage, and this is not going to be our text this morning, uh, but I cannot get away from addressing this because it's so amazing uh, in the Word of God. Uh, Jesus Christ, uh, who is the Son of God, who is God, who is uh, manifest in in the flesh as as God himself, uh, is then being uh, betrayed as it was prophesied in the Old Testament. He's going to be betrayed, um, and we see here... Uh, let me get to John chapter 18. That would help out because I'm wondering why Matthew is not telling me what I want to see. All right, so we see here, uh, verse 3, Jesus then having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? Uh, they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said unto them, uh, look what it says right there. And the only reason I'm bringing this up because of how powerful this is. Um, in, our, in our King James Bible, uh, I, I'm thankful that God preserved the Word of God for us. Uh, in our King James Bible, when they took it from the Greek text or the Texas Receptus, they, uh, they lifted the Word of God up, uh, and these 50 or so translators then brought the, the words right back down the English language. And as you know, the English language doesn't always come over in other languages in complete sentences. Uh, when Jesus Christ answered them uh, this question, you'll see here, and this is the great thing about the King James Bible, uh, the King James translators were not deceitful, as some of these other translators. Uh, Any time that they added a word to complete the sentence, they put an italicized word in our King James Bible. Every single time. So that way we know that that completed the thought, completed the sentence. But the amazing thing about this, and I'm not taking away the word of God. I'm, every word of God is pure and holy. It's God-breathed. But Jesus says, I am he. Uh, he. He says, reminds them again that he's the great I am. He says, before Abraham was, I am uh, and Judas also, which received, uh, received, uh, betrayed him, stood with them. And as soon then as he said unto them, I am he, it says those, uh, though they went backward and fell to the ground. Uh, quite amazing here that 500 men would all of a sudden, when God spoke and said, I am he, uh, these men went backward and fell to the ground. This is the same God that at any point could have called uh, 10, uh, tw- uh, 12 legions of angels or 10,000 angels uh, to come destroy the whole world. But what he's doing now is he's being betrayed uh, what an awful time in our Lord's life. Uh, these men that he taught, these men that he uh, were daily ministering in the temple are now coming to him with weapons to betray him. Uh, but we pick up reading in verse 28. Uh, then led they Jesus from Caiaphas into the hall of judgment, and it was early, and they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, uh, but that they might uh, eat the Passover. Pilate then went out unto them and said, What accusation bring ye against this man? And they answered and said unto him, uh, If he were not a malefactor, we, could, uh, we would not have delivered him uh, up to thee. 
Then Pilate said unto them, Take him now, or excuse me, take him and judge him according to your law. Then uh, the Jews uh, therefore said unto them, unto him, uh, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death. Uh, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which uh, he spake, uh, signifying what de- which death he should die. Then Pilate entered the judgment hall uh, again and called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou a king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, saying, uh, 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 Excuse me, Jesus answered him, saying, Thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell thee of me? Pilate answered, I am, am, am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered uh, thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and to this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? I want to preach a message to you uh, entitled this morning, What is Truth? What is Truth? Let's pray. Father, we bow again before your presence uh, as the God of all flesh, as the God of heaven, uh, the Savior of our souls, the one who is uh, to be lifted up and glorified and praised in the assembly today. Uh, We lift you up. We praise you. We thank you. We ask that you would meet with our hearts, meet with us uh, in a special way, Father, that you would uh, fill me with the Spirit of God, that I would preach with boldness and power. Uh, that your word of God would have all reign, all authority, all power, and that you would get all the glory. Father, please, uh, those that are not saved today, would they humble themselves and come to you, uh, trusting solely in your death, burial, and resurrection for their uh, the soul. Those of us uh, who are your children, Father, would you rebuke us? Would you, would you uh, lead us in a place that draws us closer to yourself? Uh, Father, do a great work in this place this morning. We'll, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so here the question is asked to Pilate. Uh, no different than the question is asked today uh, that a lot of people ask, uh, what is truth? Uh, there's a lot of people out there uh, have no clue what is truth is. Uh, what truth is to people is uh, they're persuaded uh, that there is no truth. Uh, they're persuaded that there is no absolutes. Uh, they say things like this, that's only your opinion. Or they'll say something like, that's how you interpret it. Uh, but they say there's no absolute truth. We live in a day uh, that allows a drag queen, our drag queens, to li- read to children in libraries, uh, but will not allow a man of faith to read a book to, uh, uh, to children in the same libraries. We're taught that uh, there's no absolute truths, and, and you're, being tri- you're trying to be fed that two plus two does not equal four, but every time you add it up, it equals four. Uh, we're trying to be taught that there's no absolutes, uh, the way that most people get their truth, number one, is, is something that I saw with my own eyes. That's how most people get their truth. Uh, we know this about Thomas of Didymus. He said, unless, unless I see with my eyes and, and thrust my hand in his side, I will not believe. People need to see it with their own eyes. Uh, some people get their truth from government records, birth, death, marriage certificates, property. Uh, some people get their, uh, their truth from their memory, how they remembered things. Uh, Some people get truth from statements from research. This was a survey given. I don't have the numbers of the statistics, but this is uh, the most common ways that people get their truth. Uh, Number five is is, uh, most people get their truth K through 12 education. Uh, Now, the problem with this is I was in public school and my education, though there was some good in it, there was a lot of fallacies and a lot of false teaching in that education. I was taught for my whole life that we came from monkeys. 
Uh, and everyone that went to school in the public school, you remember the picture of the man uh, that, that, that starts out a monkey, uh, goes into an ape until uh, he becomes a man. Uh, we were taught evolution the whole uh, time through school. Uh, that was not true, but most people get their truth from education. The problem is education has been hijacked right now. Uh, the kids now are being taught what the government wants them to know. Uh, the truth are being erased out of the history. Uh, people are being canceled. Histories are being canceled. And so the truth is what they're going to get from school. Some people uh, have as truth as eyewitness statements, uh, something they saw and they want your witness of what they saw. Uh, we also, some people get their truth from statements from government officials. Uh, very, very unreliable. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of people get their truth from local uh, news. Uh, the reason I say the, 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 the reality of that is I watched a clip not too long ago, and it had probably about 30 or 40 different journalists from all over the country who said the exact same thing, word for word. And it pictured them all over the country, uh, clip after clip. They're repeating the, the headlines. They're re repeating the, the talking points, what they're being fed by uh, their, their, their higher-ups or even the government in some, some instances. Uh, but most people determine truth based on how it feels, not what's right and wrong according to the Word of God, but how they feel on a certain issue. That's their truth. Uh, now, the problem with that is Proverbs twelve fifteen says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but, the, but, is he, that hearkeneth unto, but he that hearkeneth unto wise, wise counsel. Uh, Proverbs sixteen twenty five says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 21, 2 says, Every way of man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. Uh, when there is no absolute truth, uh, when, when man is left to do only what's right in his eyes, depending on what he thinks, uh, it is a very dangerous thing. There is um, a woe that God gives, but before we get to that, I want you to see the trial of Jesus Christ in the passage of Scripture that we uh, looked at here. Now, I'm going to fast forward to a couple verses uh, start at verse 13 in the same uh, chapter, John chapter uh, 18. It says, And he led him away to uh, Annas first, uh, for he was father-in-law of Caiaphas, which was the high priest that same year. Uh, this was not truth at all. Uh, An Annas was uh, high priest from about A.D. 6 to about A.D. 15. Uh, but what happened is he had a grab, a power grab for authority. Uh, he held this office in high authority. Uh, matter of fact, he had five sons that became the high priest, and now the one who was the high priest is his son-in-law, Caiaphas, uh, which means he had power over uh, the high priest. He had power over the Jews. Uh, that's why when, when they brought Jesus first to the one, uh, Annas was the first one. He wasn't brought to the high priest first. He was brought to Annas. Annas was the one, uh, a Sadducee of the high priest. Uh, he was one that uh, had power uh, and it's seen in the fact that Jesus Christ was brought to him first. Uh, and then he holds an illegal uh, trial on the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, this illegal trial, let me give you some points on why this trial was illegal. Uh, there was no judges that were impartial. Uh, G they, the, both these men who tried Jesus, Caiaphas and Annas, both hated. Uh, they hated Jesus. There was no formal charges or accusations against Jesus. Uh, the trial was carried out by night, which was illegal. Uh, the search for hostile testimony was illegal. The trial started with no witnesses uh, to his guilt. No valid uh, legal evidence was ever presented against Jesus. Uh, Jesus was also struck during the trial. And the charge, uh, during, uh, he was charged during the trial, even after the conviction on the charge of blasphemy, 
uh, the Jews requested the Roman permission to execute for an entirely different charge, uh, which would have been civil treason. Uh, so we see here that he was falsely accused, uh, and we know that, but in verse 19 is where I want to point, point your attention now. Uh, this is the high priest, uh, then, uh, the high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and the doctrine. Um, just, just pausing here for a second. Uh, the question he wanted to know about, about his uh, disciples and his doctrine. This is a military tactic. Uh, he now wants to know about the disciples so he can hunt them down, uh, so he can wipe them out, so then he can maybe squash the doctrine that is being preached. Uh, so he wanted to interrogate Jesus Christ about his disciples. And our Lord never opened his mouth about his disciples. Uh, he protected them. He never said anything about his disciples. He kept his mouth closed the whole time uh, because he wasn't going to uh, uh, betray his disciples. Uh, but then he wanted to know about his doctrine. What is this doctrine, this truth? What is this message that you preach? And Jesus answered him, I spake openly to the world. I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple uh, whether, the Jew, uh, where, whether, uh, excuse me, whether the Jews always resorted and in secret have I said nothing. He said, my doctrine is open. Uh, my doctrine is before all. I hide nothing. I give my doctrine that you would believe, that you would be saved. I give my teachings and I tell you uh, this because I want the whole world to come to know me as personal Savior. Uh, nothing is hidden whatsoever. Uh, but the amazing thing in verse 21, look what it says here. Uh, it says this. Uh, it says, uh, I have, uh, excuse me, in verse 20, the last part in secret, I've said nothing. Uh, why asketh thou me? Ask them which heard me. What I have said unto them, behold, they know what I said. So Jesus Christ, even from this time of, of betrayal, this time of the false trial, uh, he's raising up witnesses. Why, why do you ask me? I, I have witnesses uh, that will speak on my behalf. They have learned from me. They have taught from me. They have put their faith in me. You ask them the question and, and they will be witnesses. They will give testimony of what I told them. They know what I've told them. Uh, they will answer you. What a wonderful statement. What a wonderful Savior we have. Uh, but the warning we have in 1 Peter 3.15, it says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And be ready always to give an answer to every man to ask you the reason, the hope uh, that is in you with meekness and fear. Uh, you need to be a witness. If you have learned from the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, he wants you to testify of the doctrines in which you have learned, and he wants you to be faithful and to do that. Uh, so back to this uh, matter of absolute truths. Uh, so the world is trying to teach us and our children that there's no absolute truth. Uh, defined absolute, something that is uh, universally true, uh, that is tr uh, truth is independent of all other factors or context. Uh, to say that there is no absolutes is to say there is no independent universal truth. Uh, Winston Churchill said this, uh, men occasionally stumble over the truth, but most of them pick themselves up in a hurry. Uh, they hurry off as if nothing happened. Uh, that may be a common response to truth, but it places those who respond thusly on road to tragedy and destruction. Uh, there is no way to love God, follow God, without loving and following the truth. Uh, the two cannot be separated. Uh, so the, the, the truth I want to present to you, some absolute truths. Um, this is not a very in-depth message, a very deep message, but it's a message about truth. Uh, truth that God wants us to know. Truth uh, to, uh, to motivate us to serve Him, to love Him. Uh, but the truth is, uh, the number one truth is that we all die. Um, that is no shock to anyone, uh, but everyone dies because of Adam and Eve, the transgression that they had in the garden. 
Uh, they had one law to obey, not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For the day that thou eatest of it, thou shalt surely die. They ate of that fruit. They died uh, spiritually that day, and some years later they died physically. The Bible teaches us that important unto man wants to die uh, after this judgment. Friend, there's not a person that you've ever laid eyes on at any time in your life that's not going to die. There's not a person in this assembly right now that's not going to die. There's not a person that you see on TV that's not going to die. It is an absolute truth. Now, that's uh, not saying if the rapture takes place. If the rapture takes place, all all the believers will be caught up. Uh, But we all die. All mankind dies. A death sentence is passed upon everyone. This is an absolute truth. Uh, Everyone in your family is going to die. You're going to die. We have but a short time to live for God. We have but a short time to trust Him as our personal Savior uh, because death is imminent. Uh, There is a caution going out there. Uh, Miss Annelle Hatzel was only two years uh, younger than me. She was 45 years old. Uh, Miss Miss, uh, Nell Allen passed. Uh, Brother Powell passed not too long ago. Uh, We have death all around us. Miss Ganatra's father passed not too long ago. Uh, Death is coming. Uh, Death is upon us. Uh, But what are we going to do about that? Are we going to take that warning about the death uh, and do something about it? If you have not taken Christ as Savior, friend, do that today. Uh, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ today because you don't know what you have tomorrow. If you're not living for God today, make a decision that you're going to do that today because you don't know what you're going to have on tomorrow. Uh, The other truth that we have is we are all created from the union of a man and a woman. I'm not getting into detail of that, but that's very clear. Uh, Number three is we're all born of a woman. It's an absolute truth. There's not a person in here that does not have a mom. Not one person that does not have a mom who, who birthed you. Uh, Some of you have your mom still alive that you can enjoy her company. Uh, You can be blessed with her presence and her fellowship. Uh, Some of you have moms that have passed away, uh, but it's an absolute truth that each one of you have a mom. Uh, These are truths that will not go away, but they're telling us that they're not true. Uh, We have to understand that when there's no absolute truth, there's no moral absolutes. When there's no moral absolutes, there's no absolute law. When there's no absolute law about right and wrong, then we get the lawlessness and confusion that we have today in our country. Men do not know if they're men. Women do not know if they're women. Uh, you have all this transgender nonsense. Uh, you have all this confusion because uh, people do not have absolute truths. They picked up that anchor a long time ago and they said, there is no absolute truth. Therefore, I'm going to do what seems right in my own eyes. And we have the wickedness of our society that we have right now. And that's bombarding us and bombarding our children. And there's a woe. Isaiah 5.20 says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that don't heed to the truth. Uh, Preaching the truth. Preaching the truth. There's a tale told of an English actor, uh, Macaretti, uh, he was a prominent preacher. Uh, once uh, a, pro- a prominent preacher once said to him, "I wish you could explain something to me." Uh, well, what is it? I don't know that I can explain anything to a preacher. Uh, what is the difference between you and me? Uh, you're appearing before crowds night after night with fiction, and the crowds come uh, wherever you go. I'm preaching the essential and unchangeable truth, and I'm not getting any crowd at all. Uh, Macaretti replied, "This is quite simple. I can tell you the difference between us." I present my, I present, excuse me, I present, present, I present, yeah, 
my fiction as if it were truth. You present your truth as if it were fiction. We serve a living Savior. He's in heaven right now. He's the creator of the universe. Uh, the language of creation tells us that. It, there's not, there's not a, a tongue, a kindred, a color, a race that creation doesn't speak to. Uh, Psalms tells us that. Uh, but preaching the truth. So where do we get the source of our truth? The main uh, source of our truth uh, is the unchanging, everlasting Word of God. Uh, this is going to be your truth. Uh, this is going to be the truth that God has presented Himself to us. Uh, the truth that He has given us to live by. Uh, it is the final authority of faith and practice in our church, in our lives. Uh, this is what we go by. It has to be your source of truth. Turn with me to Psalm chapter 12, or Psalm 12. This is God's promise about His truth in Psalm 12. Psalm 12, beginning in, in verse 6, the Bible says, the words, are the, the words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. His word is pure unto us. Uh, it is tried and tested, and it's pure every time. It, it's the way that we live by. We, we can study it. Uh, we can memorize it. We can feast on it. Uh, look at verse 7. It says, Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. It is God's responsibility. He promised that He would keep His word for us. Uh, he kept His word for us in the King James Bible for the English-speaking people, and I'm thankful for that, that we have the word of God this morning. Um, and we know that it's true. Um, I want you to look at verse 8. We don't often read this one, but this is how we know the word of God is true. This is just one of the proofs we know the word of God is true. Uh, the Bible says, The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. Is that true or not? Uh, and I'm not talking about when they put Baptists to death because we wouldn't have our children baptized by the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, but that was, that was true too. I'm not talking about when uh, millions of people were taken to concentration camps and gassed and killed. Uh, I'm not talking about that. Uh, what about today? Uh, when the vilest men are uh, put in, put in uh, exalted, vilest men uh, are exalt, uh, excuse me, when wicked uh, walk on every side, when the vilest men are exalted, we take uh, somebody like our president, who we should be praying for, by the way. Uh, this vilest of man is, is exalted, and now the wicked walk on every side. Uh, the wicked walk on every side. We have a nuclear spell, uh, specialist, this non-binary, uh, a man that doesn't know about wearing a dress and all this other stuff, and it's wickedness. Uh, we have people in New York City and our major cities that are killing people left and right, uh, wickedness on every side. It abounds. Why? Because the vilest men are exalted. Therefore, the word of God is true once again. And John 17, 17, it says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Psalm 119, 160, Thy word is true from beginning, uh, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. Uh, the word of God can be trusted, uh, given attendance to. Uh, by faith, we believe it because of love and loyalty for the Word of God and for the one who preserved it for us. Uh, the scientific uh, proves that the Word of God is accurate in all of its teachings. Uh, just let me give you a few facts here. Number one, uh, showing us that the earth is round. Isaiah forty twenty two. it is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth. Uh, before it was even discovered, and these people that are of a flat planet, just go read your Bible. 
uh, the circle of the earth, uh, that the earth is hanging on nothing. In Job 26, 7, it says he stretches out, uh, stretches out the north over the empty place and hangeth the earth upon nothing. Undersea currents, Psalm 8, 8, uh, the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth uh, through the paths of the sea. Uh, that the atmosphere has weight, Job 28, 25, to make the weight for the winds, and he weigheth the waters by measure. Uh, it showed us that there are trillions of stars in the sky. I'm not going to read all that, but it was basically uh, when he told Abraham that he would bless those, all the nations after him, as the stars in the sky, as the sand in the sea, so all nations after you shall be blessed. And this is before telescopes were even invented, where the naked eye could only see a few hundred stars at most, knowing that there was trillions of sky, uh, stars in the sky. Uh, the, word, the, the word of God shows us that the sun is the source of, of, of winds, or excuse me, yes, the sun is the source of the earth's winds. Uh, in Job uh, 28, 24, by what way the light is parted, which scattereth the east wind upon the earth. Uh, it tells us that life is in the blood. It tells us without the shedding of blood, uh, there is no remission. Uh, now we can give you all the facts about the word of God. The word of God is true from beginning to end, but are you going to trust it? Are you going to believe it? Are you going to take heed to the warnings, uh, to the, uh, the exhortations, to the heeds? Are you going to believe what it says about yourself, about the, about the condition that you're in, about the way that you're serving God, walking with God? Are you going to take heed uh, to the word of God? Because it is the, the, the source of all of our truth, but it is by faith that we believe the word of God. Uh, a famous preacher is quoted by saying, I, I would recommend that you either believe God up to the hilt or else not believe him at all. Believe this book of God, every letter of it, or else reject it. There is no logical standing between places, but between the two, uh, be satisfied with nothing less than a faith that swims in the depth of divine revelation. A faith that paddles about the edge of the water is pure faith at best. It is better than a dry land faith. It is not good for much. Uh, having faith in the Word of God, the truth uh, that has been presented to us in the Word of God. This is the source of all truth that we have. Uh, let me give you some of the, that truth that we have uh, from the Word of God. Uh, and I'm, I only really have uh, two. Uh, there's so much more uh, than just two, but, but the first one is uh, that we all sin. That we all sin. Did you hear what I said? We all sin. We all sin. We all sin. We have all sinned. Those that recognize their sin and the penalty of that sin have turned to Jesus Christ for forgiveness of sin. And when we got saved, we did not become sinless, but God wants us to sin less. Uh, we still have a sin nature uh, that's living within us. That's a dangerous spot for us. Uh, because we have this flesh, we have to mortify the deeds of the flesh because it's still uh, present with us. Uh, Paul said this, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Uh, we still have this flesh, but we all sin. And I'm thankful that Jesus Christ paid that sin debt for all mankind. I am thankful for the birth of Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for the sacrifice and the shed blood. I'm thankful that he humbled himself and took his sin, my sin debt upon him. Uh, that I could be healed with his stripes, that I could uh, trust in him, him for, for my eternal, the eternal saving of my soul. I'm thankful for the resurrection of, of Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that the grave did not hold him. And I'm also thankful that salvation is not complicated. I'm, I'm thankful it's not a complicated religious ritual that we have to go through and, and, and cross our hearts and do all these things and kneel on gla glass and, and climb upstairs and all this other stuff. I'm thankful that Jesus Christ made it very simple. Just believe in me. 
just believe in me and I'll give you the gift of eternal life. Just put your faith in my death, burial, and resurrection. I paid it all. I said it's finished. And when I said it's finished, I meant it's finished. I was buried and three days later I rose again. Trust in me. I'll give you eternal life. I'll cleanse you. I'll forgive you. And not only that, but I'll take you to heaven when you die. I promise you that there are mansions there for you. Just, just believe in me. If you haven't made that decision, again, I, said, I told my Sunday school this morning, I'm not one that's going to guilt you uh, to the hilt to try to trust Christ as Savior. I'm pleading with you. I'm begging you to turn to him. Uh, because if not, if you die in your sins, that's exactly how you're going to die. And you're going to spend eternity in the lake of fire forever after you're judged out of the books, of, uh, the books, of, uh, the books that are going to be there at the great white throne judgment. The truth is that we all sin. Let me give you some warnings here. Uh, Proverbs 28, 13. He that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh shall have mercy. 1 John 1, 10. If we say we have no sin, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. I'm going to give you three definitions of sins. I want you to turn to each of them if you would. Uh, 1 John 3, 4. 1 John 3, 4. This is truth. One of the definitions of sin, 1 John 3, 4. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. That's a definition verse. Sin is the transgression of the law. All right, so let's bring this home. Uh, Turn to Matthew chapter 22 uh, with me. Matthew chapter 22. I'm going to have you turn to a couple uh, uh, passages Uh, Just bear with me. I'm going to read that again as you look at Matthew 20, 22. We'll begin in verse uh, 36. Matthew 22, beginning in verse 36, I'm going to read that definition of sin. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Master... Which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is likened to it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. My question to you, are you without sin concerning this? Are you satisfied with the way that you love God? Are you satisfied with how you loved him this past week? Are you satisfied that you loved him with all your heart? I'm not talking about getting busy doing stuff, uh, getting so busy doing stuff that you forgot to love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind because he said this is the first and great commandment. The second is likened to it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. How are you doing on that one? Are you loving your neighbor as yourself? I I don't know about you, but I could do better on both of these. I could love God way more than I love God now. And I could love my neighbor better than I love my neighbor today. It's a heed that we need to take. I'll show you why. Turn with me now to... um, Romans chapter 14. Romans chapter 14, verse 23. 
Now, the point is we all sin. We all have sin. Uh, the last part of, of chapter 14 and verse 23, uh, the last part of, of 23, the definition for sin is, for whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. All right, so we know without faith we cannot please God. When we doubt what he's doing in our life, when we reason or try to figure things out, we're on very dangerous ground. God knows what he's doing in our life. And if we do anything that is not of faith, then the word of God tells us that it is sin. Everything that we do must be by faith. All right, turn with me to James chapter 4. James chapter 4, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about doing things by faith. Um, Philippians 4, 6 says this, as you're turning to James uh, chapter 4. Philippians 4, 6 says this, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Let me ask you this, what are you full of care about? Because whatever it is, it's not a faith. God said in his word, be careful for nothing. Now, we don't understand this all the time. Why? Because of the cares of life. Uh, Because of the things that we go through in life. The hardships of life. The betrayals of life. uh, The sickness of life. uh, The death of life. Uh, All those things happen and we get full of care. Uh, Sometimes with our finances, with our children, with our families. Uh, The list doesn't stop where we're full of care. Uh, We're burdened down with care. A lot of the times. But the word of God is clear. It says, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. When we don't have faith in God that he's taking care of business, uh, when we don't have faith in him that everything does work together for good, that there's nothing that happened that doesn't work together for good, uh, then we are not exercising faith. And and brother, sister, I would tell you that we, we have sin in our life at that point. You're in James chapter 4 and verse 17. James chapter 4, verse 17. Uh, Look what it says there in uh, verse 17. Therefore, him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Uh, So some things that we know that we're supposed to do, but we don't. Uh, Attendance to the word of God. How was your Bible reading this past week? How was your studying of the scriptures? How was your attendance to the word of God? How how did you meditate? How did you read and get close to God? All right. Um, What about your rejoicing in the Lord this week? Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.16 says rejoice evermore. How's your rejoicing? It's difficult at times to rejoice, but we're commanded to rejoice. Uh, He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not. What about praying without ceasing? That's what the Bible tells us. How's your prayer life this week? There are people in some serious situations uh, that need prayer. uh, That need our prayer for their lives, for their wives, for their husbands. Uh, There are prayers that we need to make for our children, for each other's children. Uh, How is your prayer life? What about being thankful for everything? Him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. The Bible tells us in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. 
Were you thankful for everything that happened to you in your life this week or last week? Are you thankful where you're at right now? What about being a witness? Do you know it's right to witness? Do you know that's the right thing? Do you have absolute positive that that's your marching orders from God when he said go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature? Do you you have the commission? Do you have the orders? Do you have the purpose? What are you doing about it? If you know to do good and you don't do it, sin, sin is at the door. Sin is in your life. Sin is right there. He said in Matthew chapter, this is the Lord Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 9, Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. What about having patience with people? Patience with people to come to know Christ as Savior. There's some people that I love that aren't born again yet, but I'm going to be patient with them. I'm going to continue to give the gospel. I'm going to continue to preach the gospel. I'm going to continue to pray, uh, hoping one day that they'll humble themselves and just say, Jesus, would you save me? Would you, would you forgive me? Patience with people who do you wrong. Patience with people uh, who rub you wrong. Who, who, just patience with people. The Bible tells us the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient. The point is, it's the absolute truth that we all have sin in our life. But here's the warning. What are the consequences of this sin? Uh, Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. All right, so the consequences of this sin is first death. We know that we're going to die because of sin. The wages of sin is death. Uh, Therefore, uh, death entered in by one man. Uh, That was Adam, so we're all going to die. Uh, We're also going to be chastened. Uh, If you're a child of God, you're going to be chastened. Uh, But there's another uh, terrible thing that happens uh, when we allow this sin into our life. Whether it be not by faith, whether it be uh, knowing to do good and do it not, whether it be uh, not not loving God and loving others. Uh, Look what it says in verse 12. It says in, in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 12, it says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief, and departing from the living God. And the verse I really want you to look at is verse 13. But exhort one another daily. Why it is called today. Lest any of you be hardened. Through the deceitfulness. Of sin. We wonder why our children leave, leave, leave the faith or leave our churches. Uh, not only do they have sin in their life that they don't take care of. Uh, But they see sin and they they recognize sin in their parents' life that they never take care of. And what happens is that deceitfulness of sin gets in there and that heart turns to stone. Where you will not be moved, not for a good reason, but for a bad reason. I will not be moved. You you say witnessing one more time, I'll make sure that I don't go to that. I'll make sure that I don't do that. You say praying, you say giving, Whatever you say, I'm going to do the opposite of it. I'm going to hear it, and I'm going to get harder and harder and harder, and then things are going to come into my life, tragedies in my life, and it's just going to get harder to the point where I won't budge. I won't let the Spirit of God speak to me. I won't let the Word of God speak to me. 
Nothing is going to move me. And what's going to happen is then I'm just going to uh, have a heart of unbelief and depart from the living God. That is a possibility for everyone in this room. Uh, and it's happened time and time again at Madison Baptist Church where people were deceived and hardened through the deceitfulness of sin and they left the things that they know to do what was right because they never dealt with it. Friend, don't fall in that trap. It's an absolute truth uh, that we all sin. It's an absolute truth that we all need to deal with the sin that we have in life on a daily basis and die daily. As the Apostle Paul said, that we die daily to ourself, that we can live unto God. So what do we do about it? Psalm 32, 5 says, I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and my iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgression unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin, Selah. First uh, John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us uh, from all unrighteousness. Uh, God is faithful to forgive uh, if we'll humble ourselves. I have another point. I'm out of time. Uh, I'm out of time. Uh, but the other point I'll just give to you briefly uh, the thing that you can absolutely count on are the promises of God. Uh, God does not lie. Uh, he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Uh, God does not lie that he has victory over death. Uh, that uh, It says, O oh, death, where is, thy, uh, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of, of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, and so much that you know that your labor in the Lord uh, is not in vain. Um, and nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. If you're a born-again believer, you're a born-again now and forever, and nothing can separate you, not life, not death, not anything. Uh, but the conclusion is, almost 2,000 years ago, there was a man at the trial of Jesus Christ. Uh, he didn't know why he was there. Uh, he asked the Jews, why did you bring this man uh, to us? He says, if he wasn't a malefactor, we wouldn't have brought you. Uh, they never made an accusation. They said if he wasn't an evildoer, they made false accusations, accusations toward him. Uh, but Pilate uh, asked Jesus Christ, are you a king? Jesus says, thou sayest. Uh, he gives record of, of the truth that he is, that he is the truth. And those that are after the truth, uh, they hear him. And Pilate says, what is truth? Uh, how do we even know truth? Well, today in 2022, we still have the truth of the Word of God uh, that still convinces us and convicts us uh, that there's a God that we're accountable for, and we're also accountable to do business with God as, as God leads. Uh, are, you, are you ready? Uh, are you ready uh, to meet God? Are you, are you a believer? Are you someone that is uh, taking uh, Christ as your personal Savior? Uh, the plain answer about the truth is Jesus Christ is truth. He's the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. But are you walking in the truth? Uh, do you have the truth? Are you living in the truth? Uh, let's pray. Father, we come before you this morning and we thank you for uh, your conviction of your Holy Spirit, of your word. Uh, Father, it is by your conviction that we come before you, uh, that you help us to understand the burden of the sins that we carry. Uh, Lord, there is truth out there, uh, and your truths are absolute and they're powerful. And Father, I pray that you convict each of us, uh, that we'd humble ourselves before you, uh, that we'd seek your face, that we would love you more, that we'd love our neighbor. Uh, Father, that we would do things by faith and not by sight, uh, that we would trust in you, that we would do things that we know that are right to do, uh, though, so sin is not with us, Father. I ask that you would get honor and glory uh, in the service, 
I ask that if anyone be in here this morning, if they're not saved, uh, that they would come forward in the invitation. Uh, take the preacher and let, let him know that they want to they trust Christ. Uh, Lord, please uh, do a work in our hearts. And we'll thank you for it because we ask it in Jesus' name.